Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Ask Geeks Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian, and thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen every morning. You know how we get down. It's four in the morning right now, roughly like 4.05. The draft just happened last night. It's lit. It was draft day, well, post-draft day. So y'all know, instead, you know, we were supposed to do the 2010 redraft. Keep in mind, we're going, we're going, we're going, we had to put it on back to next week. However, this is going to be some heat right here. This is about to be some heat. Well, I was, because originally I was going to, um, what's called, originally I was going to give the whole first round. I'm not sure if I did that last year. Did I give a, I think I gave a grade on the first round, but I, didn't, I don't believe I did it the next day. I believe I did like a week later. I believe. I, I might be misremembering. But instead of giving the post draft to where er, I'm going to give the whole first round, I thought since it, it can just be part of the lottery series, we're just going to give the um, three draft series, we're just going to give it a lottery. Also, for the most part, the casual fan, that's really all they want to hear. And then they want to hear their team's breakdown. So I'll save more of the rookie breakdowns once the summer league hits, once everybody gets signed, once we see how everybody's moving, these undrafted. We saw some of the undrafted players moving around and everything. Like you see, like for Scotty Pippen Jr. going to the Lakers and stuff like that. So we've seen how some of these people are going to move, but we haven't seen the full movement. So until the summer league happens and we get that movement there, I think it'll be best. I think it'll be best if we just hold off the rest of the rookie um, updates until then. So we're going to give one here. We might give one more when we have Shamari and them on. But until then, this might be your only rookie post-draft you get from me. Um, until it's closer to uh, summer league time. However, let's jump into it. So, I well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you who I had them taken originally and who they had. I had the Orlando Magic. I'm sorry, let me rearrange this. I had the Orlando Magic taking Jabari Smith Jr. I think for the most part, everybody had them taking Jabari Smith Jr. because I feel like that was the best plug and play um fit there. Uh they needed they needed scoring, they needed shooting. And if you go on based off Orlando Magic's history, they love uh tall, long guys with that can play defense. They they they, they just love that versatility in playing defense. I'm not saying Ben Carroll can't do that. Ben Carroll is honestly, if I was putting money on it, or what potential was, so I was arguing with um, I was arguing with a colleague of mine earlier, and I said, uh, cause he was like, it looks like Ben Carroll might go first, cause everybody's showing the rumors. I was like, yeah, I see that, but I just don't see the Magic doing it, just on based off what the Magic normally like. And I was like, I just can't see it because I see Franz more of a, more of a. Four three, he can play three four. Uh, they have Jonathan Isaac there. They have they have they already. They, I know they're getting rid of Mo Bamba, but they still have Wendell Carter Jr. They need a number one option that can lock up. And Jabari Smith Jr. is that option. They need that defending tool because they have Jalen. We got to see if how Jalen Suggs develops. 
So Jalen Suggs is supposed to be a tough nose defender, but we didn't really see him much last year's rookie year, so I'm not holding out against him. Cole Anthony's not really bringing you that defense. Markel Fultz have the tools to bring you the defense, but he's not the best defender either. So um, he's coming back from an injury. So I was like, okay, they're going to go with that defense. Line. You know, they're going to have like, you know, we can go with uh, either we can, I see, I don't care, but I see Cole Anthony as a six-man instant offense type of guy and can make his bread and butter that way. So I was like, I can see like Fultz, Suggs, um, Franz Wagner, Jabari Smith Jr., and Wendell Carter Jr. That'd be a good tough nose defense while still being a good offensive team. But I can't blame, I can't hate on them from taking Ben Carroll because Ben Carroll, while well, I, was, I was saying all that to allude to, I think Ben Carroll has the highest um, offensive potential. We've already seen his, he has the post game. He has the face-up game. He can get to the basket. He can score. He can score within 15, 18 feet in like crazy. He can score within 18 feet with the best of them. Already coming into the league, he can already score. He's going to already be able to score. He can be a 15 to 20 point game scorer his rookie year without showing any improvement and just being a 15 to 18 foot in guy. However, 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 I need him to develop that three point. If he develops that three point shot, then he will be the number one best offensive player from this draft, from my period. He, he can be the best scorer from this draft. Um, We don't know if he's going to develop that jumper. I hope he does. It, like, we, we, we have no reason to believe he won't. So, that, that that can work. That can work. I just, he's not the best defender. And everybody already knew that, like, concerns with him defensively. Um, He's a pretty, we already saw he can be a good, uh, be a playmaker. And I saw, I said it last year. I said, where I see Smith and Chet being more dominant two-way players, um, I can see Ben Carroll being like a more all-around complete player. Like he, he's gonna, he's gonna have the better, he's a better playmaker out of him between him and Smith. Because that, that's the only part. I didn't feel like Chet had a chance to go number one at all. I feel like it was between Ben Carroll and Smith. Um, I feel like, like Ben Carroll is a better passer. Ben Carroll is a better post-up and three-level scorer. Jabari Smith is obviously the better shooter, and he fits more into this modern NBA. But I can't get mad at it. I can't get mad at it. I'm giving this. I'm giving this an A because um, either way, as long as they took Ben Carroll or Smith, they were getting an A. T- they were getting an A um, draft grade from me. At number two, we had Chet, and Chet fell in exactly where I thought he'd fall in. He fell in with OKC. Um, I saw people. Being like, oh, he's gonna be a bust. They should with Smith dropping. They should have picked up him and had him go there. And I don't agree. I don't agree. I feel like you, unless like they were gonna take, unless they were gonna lock in and try to get um a big later on, because you know they had another draft pick later, and they could have potentially because some of the bigs dropped, but they had no way of knowing that originally. Um, Chet, go ahead and lock down your big man for the future. <laughs> Excuse me. Go ahead, lock down your big man for the future. Got the defense. I like I said everything I said last time. They can end. I know a lot of people are mad that they traded back up later in this draft, but I'm not really sweating that because they have tradable contracts. They got Kenrick Williams can get a first out of that. 
they got Lou Dort and can get a first out of that. They've already been shopping Lou Dort around. They can get those first. However, until they move them, Chet has got plenty of time to put on weight. They're not in win now mode. They got he has plenty and plenty of time to develop and just work on it, eat. So he he has a couple years to just figure that out right there. He has strong defenders, like I said, with Kim Rich and Dort until they leave to where they can't, they're not going to leave him on an island by himself. Gideon and Shea are going to make his life easier offensively. He can space the floor. He can do it all. I think this is the perfect landing spot for Chet. I think this is this is a dream. This is a match made in heaven. If Chet would have went one or three, I feel like his career wouldn't have been what I'm hoping and anticipating is going to be. I feel like he would have had a tougher time if he would have went one or three. So I feel like OKC was the perfect spot for him. And then we're just going to jump into Houston. And Houston, obviously, because Ben Carroll's off the board now, they're taking Jabari Smith. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I said Ben Carroll might be the like the best offensive player, but Jabari Smith Jr. is the best possible player we could have paired up with Jalen Green this year. And y'all know how I love Jalen Green. I love me some Jalen Green. He's easily a top three, one of my top three most favorite players in the NBA today. I love Jalen Green. I think Jalen Green's amazing. He's going to have a great uh, sophomore year to bounce back, especially going off the end of his freshman year, his rookie year. I think he's going to have an amazing year this year. And they, and this gives him perfect spacing. It gives him perfect spacing. Yes, Jabari Smith is amazing offense, instant offense, um, has the shot creating and the scoring ability, but we've all seen it's not easy just to immediately put on that shot creation and showcase it in the NBA. So the shot creation might not be what he looks like. So having a number one option already in Jalen Green to where you can be like, okay, the defense is going to focus on him. Jalen Green just needs to work on his playmaking a little more and so that he can hit Jabari when he's open, hit other players when he's open. So that when the defense collapses on him, which they will, Jabari Smith is going to be able to eat off Jalen Green's um gravity because automatically you're going to take, you're going to guard Green over. But who knows? Jabari could be like, hey, I'm coming in as a dog too, and they got to respect me too. Either way, I'm happy with it. They also needed the defense. They needed the defense. That's what had me fearing them taking Bancaro. Um, like I said, I, I was going to love the pick regardless how it went with the top three. They were all going to get A's um, unless they somehow just dropped the ball. But how, as a Jalen Green fan, I was fearing how him and Bancaro was going to match up. I was like, you have KPJ, you have Jalen Green and Kevin Porter uh, and um, Bancaro. That's a bad defense right there. Even with Sengun, who's okay, to, he's not a great defender. He's not, so you got you, so I was like that was going to be a horrible defense, but it's going to be a really fun offense. Sengun's still working on his jumper, so him and Ben Carroll probably would have been an awkward fit at first too, because um, two bigs who aren't really floor spacers like that, that would have been an intrig- that would have been very very intriguing to see. But then they don't have to worry about that because Jabari Smith is there. He's going to be able to space the floor. He's going to be able to do what they need him to do, which is shoot threes. He shot 42% last year from the three. Um, I anticipate we see uh, if KPJ doesn't get moved. I can see KPJ get moved, but if he doesn't get moved, KPJ, Jalen Green, Jabari, um, 
Finn Goons, and maybe I I I want I want Usman Garuba to get another chance because I feel like they need that defensive presence out there, and I just feel like Usman Garuba is slept on and can be a really 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 good defender in this league, and I just feel like he can be a plug and play guy there. But that's not what we're talking about tonight today or this morning. Next we have Sacramento, and Sacramento did what Sacramento does. They didn't trade this pick. And don't tell me, don't tell me they didn't that they couldn't. Because it was reported that they got offers. We don't know what those offers were. Their offers could not they could have not been what we thought it was gonna be. However, they did get offers for this fourth pick because people wanted Jaden Knighton. And I said in the last one, I said, hey, I if Sacramento should trade this pick. However, if they don't trade this pick, I have them going with Keegan Murray. And because they, they're just like the best plug and play guy. My my colleague was like, no, why wouldn't they why wouldn't they still take um Jay Knife? Jay Knife is the best player available. Why would you not take Jay Knife? I'm like, why would you take a six four point guard when you already have a six five point guard? You're gonna have two point guards who are slashers and struggle shooting the ball and aren't the best defenders in your backcourt when you just traded away potentially the best guard on your roster and to make room to win now. Jaden Ivey doesn't help you win now. It does he doesn't help you win now. And if you're trying to quote unquote win now, then you have to you have to take you had to take Keegan Murray. He was the best available player to go into that win win now mode. Like I said, he can he can space the floor. He can he's very versatile defensively and he can guard multiple positions. He shot roughly forty percent from the three last year. He he he's he's just he he's not the high he's not the upside pick, but he's the safe pick. And I I knew they were probably gonna go with the safe pick. I hate that it had to be Keegan Murray because I really like Keegan Murray and I think he is going to be a good player. However, this he's a, he's plug and play in their starting lineup. You have Fox, Davion Mitchell, the Sabonis, Harrison Barnes, and Keegan Murray. You have a starting lineup right there, potentially if that's what you want. You have you have your starting lineup right there, and it works out. Is that going to be the same lineup that meets it that we see in preseason? Is that the same lineup that we're going to see in the regular season? Who knows? But we have potentially a starting lineup, and that's not a that's not a playoff lineup. It's not a playoff lineup if I'm being honest. Um, if unless Fox comes back with a major three ball and Davion takes another step, that's not a that's not a um, playoff lineup. But we're gonna have to see. We're gonna have to see. Um, going into the next pick, we fell in pretty well. Um, obviously Detroit took Jaden Ivy. There was no reason to ever pass on Jaden Ivy. We saw Detroit trying to get up earlier in the draft to make sure they got Jaden Ivy, but then they didn't even have to worry about it because Sacramento, Sacramento. And they they dropped the ball and then picked up Ivy. Uh, Ivy with Cade, that's gonna be amazing. You have Ivy who is explosive guard, um, can can score at will with his slashing ability, uh, just elite athleticism. And then you're pairing him with Cade because you know sometimes Jaden Ivy is like a, a a knock on him is sometimes he plays out of control. Sometimes he's just he relies on his slashing, tries to force issue slashing too much. 
But now you don't have to worry about that because you have a legit playmaker and one of the best passers he could have got paired up with. He, he landed in the ideal spot. He has an amazing playmaker and passer alongside with him that's going to make his life easier, who can shot create and can score. And so he can shot create and create his own shot, as well as make sure you are set up as good as you can be. You can you can slash and worry about yourself at the same time, and sometimes you can get a little unpredictable because you have Cade there to cover it up. Cade is also a versatile defender. He's not the best defender, but he's a willing defender. And with Cade being the leader of this team, I think this is this is the move. They with Jeremy Grant finally gone, Cade and Ivy season taking over. I think I think this is going to look good. Uh, I really I really like this pickup, and I can't wait to see. This is one. I can't wait to see the regular season because obviously Kate's not going to play in the summer league. So this is one I'm going to, I can't wait to see in the regular season. Um, Indiana, Indiana surprised me. Indiana surprised me. I'm not going to lie. I had them taking Shaden Sharp because I was like pure potential pick. Y'all are in rebuild mode. Yeah. He has boomer bust potential. He, I know last time we saw him was in high school but he has legit boomer bust potential and y'all are in rebuild mode. Y'all are trying to get rid of your other guards. You're trying to get rid of Brogdon. You're trying to get rid of Buddy Hill. You are once again shopping Miles Turner. Um, even though he's a good boy, I'm like, you're, you're shopping everybody. And you're clearly like, Hey, we're rebuilding. We're going to have Tyrese. We're going to have Chris Duarte and we're going to take over. We need a, we need a legit shooting guard to plug you up with them. Or take your big man of the future if you're moving Miles Turner. That's who I assumed they were taking. But, I mean, I get taken because it's a heavy wing draft. But I feel like they should have took Shaden Sharp to get that potential pick. Because it's like, what, what, what do you have to lose? It's a boomer bust pick. Go ahead and get that and move on. However, that's not that's not where they went. They went um, Benedict Matherin. And I, I don't I – don't, I don't have a problem with that one at the same time. Yes, because I was like, I wanted them to pair their guard of the future. He and Benedict can be their guard of the future. He can he he provides immediate three point shooting. He provides the defense. I just feel like you go with potential. What's the point of being a rebuilding team this year? First, this is year y'all been in that little um middle area for a long time, but. This is your first like legit potential pick you can you've had for a long time, and I mean like top ten pick you've had in a long time, and you could have went with an amazing potential pick, but you played it safe. They played it really safe, and I don't like the fact that they played it safe. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not a fact. I'm not a fan of them playing it safe. At the same time, though, I understand it. You had y'all, y'all might be going to to a different identity. Uh, Benedict fits a fits a need. He fits a need. He comes in. He can score. And like I said, he plays defense. He plays really good defense. You have him and Reese in the backcourt. They're gonna play defense. Reese isn't the most athletic, but he's a high IQ defender. Yeah, Reese right there. Duarte doesn't play the most defense, but we turn him into a willing defender. You have you have your one two three of the future, and you have a you have a shooter. A shooter at three. You have your point guard of the future, the bet one of the best young point guards in the league, and then you have your two way three. And I can't even get mad at it because you see it all the time in the league today. Um, you see, uh, if you have a scoring point guard, you usually see like they're, they're trying to model it with that goes they model as well. You have a you have a big shooting guard that can score and can shoot, 
and he might be one of those players later on that you'd be like, if he had his own team, he could be legit. He could be legit. And it, but he's gonna play defense. He's gonna take off some of the load off their number one and your point guard. And so I, I can't I can't get mad at the pick, but I feel like it could have gone better. Excuse me. Um, going back, I forgot to grade it. Uh, Keegan Murray for the Kings. I'm just gonna give it a C because that's about what I expect. Just an average pick. Um, Jaden Ivy A, obviously. And then right here with the Benedict pick, I'm gonna give it a B. I, I would have gave it a B plus if it would have get if you would have got Shaden Sharp, but I'm just gonna give it a B borderline B minus because they played it safe. And I don't feel it's just me personally. I feel like you should always draft for potential if you're early in your rebuild. Now, if you're late in your rebuild, you're like, okay, we didn't got we we got a couple potential, and we just need a couple more for our rebuild. Then I can understand drafting the fits in the safe players, but early on in rebuild, you gotta go. You gotta you you just have to go big. Um we're gonna take a short break and we will be right back. And we are back. So we ended with the Indiana pick. And, and so we're six picks down. We're going into seven. Portland's on the board. And I had them taking A.J. Griffin. As y'all know, if y'all watched the draft last night, A.J. Griffin dropped significantly. And that is crazy to me. Y'all looking for a sleeper? Watch what A.J. Griffin does. Watch what AJ Griffin does, and you're gonna be like, "Hold up, how did that man drop?" But I can't get mad at them for a lot for not going with AJ Griffin anymore because Shaden Sharp popped up on the board. Portland is obviously trying. They well, they stated that they're trying to win now. They're going into win now mode. They're trying to make sure Dame is good and. They're, they're, they're playing a dangerous game where they're trying to be in win-now mode while they're also trying to rebuild. So they have two options here. Um, and this 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 fits both needs. If they're in win-now mode, Shaden Sharp probably has the – because he's, he's the most unknown and has the highest quote-unquote potential of the, of the remaining uh, prospects. So if y'all still try to trade this pick, they try to get more with Dame later, y'all have – the guy with the quote-unquote highest potential and has superstar potential, and that can be a uh, that can be a big trade asset. 
So you're, you're, you're playing it right there if y'all are in win now mode. And if you're in rebuild mode, you have your backcourt of the future. You move on from Dame, you have Simons, and you have a stud at shooting guard who once again has some of the highest potential. And so it's like you, you the, with this pick, I give it a B because they played it. They they played it smart. They're like, hey, we're still trying to go both ways. We're trying to see which way we want to go into the season. They're not sure yet. They're trying to make the moves. Obviously, with Jeremy Grant, but Jeremy Grant's also one of those moves where you play both. He only has one year left on his contract, so it's like they're playing it safe with him. They're playing it safe with Shaden. They're playing. They're they're playing it extremely safe and trying to just get a feel out for right now where Dame is. Because if Dame decides he wants to leave, finally. Then they only got to do a one-year Jeremy Grant. They can go and rebuild. If not, they have a couple moves that they can make. So we'll just have to see. Like like we said last time, high boomer bust potential, um, elite athleticism. We saw, but it's like we saw these things in high school. We didn't really see them in, like we didn't see them in what's called college. But we saw the athleticism for sure. You saw you saw it in the combine. The man's an athlete. The man's a crazy athlete, and that and you already know about his scoring potential. So that should be enough right there to be like, yeah, we're gonna take a chance on him. So I respect this Blazers pick at seven, at eight. I had the Pelicans taking Benedict, which he's obviously off the board now. So I would have had them maybe taking AJ Griffin. Uh, that he could have, he could have, he could have been right there and been paired along with her, but they already got a good, good wing dead, so I can understand it. Um, I like this pick with Dyson Daniels. I wasn't expecting them to go this route originally, um, but I can, I can respect it. They needed a guard, another guard, and even though people keep saying, oh, they got their point guard in the future, Dyson Daniels didn't really play point guard for the Ignite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't really. He wasn't really playmaking. Every he was playing combo guard. Like, he, from, but mostly it was shooting. Up. People were like, oh, he's a combo guard. He played one or two. And I'm like, yes, he can play one or two. But we didn't really see much of the one, and with the G League Ignite. Yes, he's a pretty good. Yes, he's a good playmaker. Um, he's a versatile defender. Really, really versatile defender, which I feel like is the reason they took him. I feel like that's the reason they took him. The Pelicans, um, obviously, Devontae Graham isn't working out for them. They need a C- They have CJ there, and Dyson Daniels mixed with CJ McCollum. Uh, you have an undersized backcourt. You need you needed some size. You needed some defense, and you have a six six guard right there to pair alongside CJ guard the opposing team's uh, point guard in the future, and you just, you, like, our opposing team's best guard in the future you have right there. You already have Herb Jones to, to go along with the defense. So getting another deep defender right there, especially when you already have your elite scores with Brandon Ingram and um, CJ, and then Zion's coming back to what you're bringing back. You have CJ, Brandon Ingram, Zion, um, Herb Jones, that's already a deep team right there. It's like, where do you even uh, put in Dyson Daniels? So Dyson Daniels doesn't have to worry about the pressure early on. He can try to work. He can focus on mainly being a defender, develop as needed offensively, and just let Brandon Ingram, CJ, and Zion take care of the scoring load and offensive load, and he can just come into his development. So I, th- I think this I think this pick works. I'm going to give this pick also a B. Let me 
lot of B picks. So there's a lot of solid picks in this draft. Like like player, you know, you usually see teams take that chance and go wild. Um, a lot of people are playing it safe, and uh, I can't, I can't, I can't discredit their, you know, I can, I can get upset that AJ Griffin's falling because, as we know right there, scouts aren't doing their job. Scouts aren't doing their job. Maybe I'm wrong, and we see why. And there's something that happened that we couldn't see. That's that's why AJ Griffin's dropping. But until that comes out, then that, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how they let AJ Griffin drop so far. Um, next we have. The San Antonio Spurs and the San Antonio Spurs took Jeremy Sohan, and I, I'm not upset at it. I'm not upset at it, but I felt like they could have gone another route with this. They could have gone another route with this, especially since they're shopping Jakob. They're shopping Jakob. So I assumed they are going in the route of getting a big man and locking in a big man position and being like, hey, we're taking our big, we're moving forward, and we're just going to go like that. I had them either taking a guard to um, match alongside of what's it called? A guard to match alongside um, DeJounte. Or have a big to go right there as well. It's just, it's just, it was just tough to figure out where they fall in, where he falls in. But I'm not, I'm not mad at this pick. I can see, I can see where they're going with it. Um, a forward, you play it safe. They're moving Dejounte. Um, it's it, it basically clear as day. They're moving Dejounte. We're gonna see where they're going. They already have a forward in Keldon Johnson, so I don't understand why go with another forward here when there's other options, but hey, hey, he's not the highest potential guy, but he is a Spurs guy. He is a Spurs guy. He's versatile defensively. He can guard basically two through five. Um, high defense IQ, high motor. Uh, he has to work on that jumper, but in San Antonio, they have been known to turn that jumper around and like he can slash, he's athletic, and he plays defense. Who does that sound like? Who does that sound like early on? Looks like they're trying to find their next Kawhi Leonard and make him a superstar. They're trying to find their next Kawhi. They got a six eight defensive stud, defensive wing that can slash at will and needs to work on that jumper. I feel like they have. I feel like they're playing it safe right here, but at the same time, I feel like they're taking taking a big chance here at the same time. Um, we're going to see how Sohan works. I, I, can't, I can't get mad at it. I'm going to give this one a B minus. I can't get mad at it. I can't get mad at it. I just wish they would have went a different route, especially with how the rumors are going with all their moves. Who knows? Maybe they don't make these moves. Who knows? Maybe they don't make these trades and they pull off keeping DJ. It's all smoke. They keep DJ and have Sohan. And have Keldon Johnson and make that big move and bring in DeAndre. Sheesh. That's going to be crazy. That's going to be crazy defensively. They're going to have a crazy. There's going to be a lot of good defensive teams this year. He, he, keep in mind. There's a lot. There A lot of teams are trying to, you know, trying to trying to make up for that defense. They, the defense that you, 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 what's the, like, 
Uh, never mind, never mind, never mind. We, 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 we go on a tangent if I went out that, that route. We'll go on a tangent. Uh, a lot of teams are playing good defensively, and we're going right there. With the Wizards pick taking Johnny Davis and Bradley Bill opting out of his contract, is Bradley Bill gone? I know a lot of people saying he's opting into that super max, that super, super give him 50 mil. But is Bradley Bill gone? I don't see why you would take Johnny Davis if Bradley Bill isn't gone. Like that, that is, I can't, I can't see that. Can y'all see that? I don't understand that. That don't make sense to me. That don't make sense to me. Cause in my in my last draft, I had the Knicks taking Johnny Davis because, and I said that's gonna be a weird fit because they already have R.J. Barrett. So why would you take a shooting guard which you already have that's not gonna play point guard when you already have R.J. Barrett, and then you take in a shooting guard with the Wizards. When you already have Bradley Bill, and so you got two shooting guards, no point guard. That's so weird. They something cooking, something cooking, something cooking. And like Johnny Davis is gonna be good. Um, he's gonna he he is like I said, he's not a natural playmaker. He's gonna he's weird playmaking wise, but he's a scorer. He is a scorer. He fits the Wizards need to. The Wizards love them. Wizards love them that. Um, non three point shooting scores, and we're gonna see how it goes with the Wizards. Um, I'm gonna have to have Spin on here to give his take on how, what he feels about Johnny Davis. But uh, a tough nose, tough nose player. You know how them Wisconsin boys do it. They 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 they, they tough out there. Tough nose guard score. We're just gonna see how that goes. That, that this kind of threw this kind of threw me off. This threw me. I'm not gonna lie. This threw me off when I saw saw this pick happen. I was like, okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna give it a C plus. I'm gonna give it a C plus. I don't, cause I don't, I don't, I don't really see why they would go with a non shooting. Well, I feel like there was better options out there. I feel like there was better options out there. But we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. I'm not a draft expert, and even these draft experts be missing way more than they be hitting. So who knows? Um, next we had uh, who who had the next? Oh yeah, it it was the um what's called New York had it, and they traded it to OKC. OKC traded back up, and they got Usman Jang, and. This, 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 I don't like this pick. No, I'm, I'm gonna give it. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I don't like this pick at all. I don't like this pick at all. I'm gonna give it a. I'm not saying Jang isn't good. Usman Jang, Jang is good. Usman Jang is good. However, I don't like the fit with OKC. I don't. I don't like the fit with OKC. He is a big playmaker. Who's extremely raw, so it go it fits the OKC narrative. Raw talent that you just gotta work on. They have to reach their potential. They already have Giddy as their big playmaker, who's six eight at this point. Per him, he's six eight at this point. You already have an elite big scorer, Shay. So you already have a six six point guard, six eight, well, six eight shooting guard. Blue Dorse off the board, so he's gone soon. Seven foot big man in chat, and now you're taking another what, what, like roughly six ten, roughly six ten guy who is not a shooter, who can't shoot, can't score, is raw. Yeah, he he has the tool. He if he puts it together, he'll be all right. But is there to be a playmaker? 
is a okay you know, like like you see he was okay defensively but he had a lot of defensive breakdowns over there and it's like okay okay i i understand it he's not like he has a lot of things to work. like i said he's raw it's like he he plays solid defense but he also got blown by a lot he was a re- he showed really flashes of a big amazing playmaker Oop, grab my phone he showed flash of being an elite playmaker, but also his handle's not too crazy. He's not the best shot creator. It's just it's just very strange. It's just it's just very 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 strange. I'm not sure how this is gonna work. How this is gonna fit? Because Giddy isn't. I don't see Giddy as much of a scorer. I see Giddy as a playmaker. But having two playmakers doesn't hurt. Having having, but I already feel like you already have Shea as a secondary playmaker if necessary. So you'd have three playmakers. You have three playmakers. Um, we'll have to see how this one works. I think this is going to be one of the rare misses from OKC. I don't like the fit. I think if he would have went somewhere else, it would have been better. I mean, OKC gives him time to develop. However, his play style already clashes with the play styles on the team. Now, if they're looking to move Shea and Giddy is looking to turn more into an offensive scorer, then maybe this could work. But I don't really see that scenario. At least I wouldn't. I, I, don't, I don't like that scenario. So I'm not really looking into that one right now. Um, next you have, which was crazy. Okay, she still kept their other pick. And I guess this is going to, it's, it's kind of crazy. Because everything I just said about um, Uzman is going to get changed right here. And OKC is going to get changed right here because of their number 12 pick. Their number 12 pick is a bucket. They took Jalen Williams. They took a bucket. And it's like, is that the way they're looking? They're, they're, they're looking to shop um, Shea and be like, hey, Jalen Williams, we have a scorer right here. We have two playmakers, Giddy, who can be a playmaker and a scorer at the uh, point. Then we have, what's called? Uzwain uh, right here being a playmaker too. Is that what they're looking for? Is that what they're looking for? If that is what they're looking for, then we might we might have to change some. I don't like the move and moving shade though. I don't like I don't like moving shade. Um but I can see the vision. I see the vision. I just every a lot of things have to swing right and for this vision to pay off and work out. Who knows? Who knows? Like I said, I don't want to. I don't. I'm gonna I'm give this one though. This one to make up for that D teammate. I'm a D grade last uh, thing. This one's going. We're going back to the Bs, and I just don't know. I, well, I can't wait to summer league. We just want to. I want to see how everything fits. I want to see how it fits and how these players look playing good competition. We all know the summer league is not the end all be all. Look at how Evan Mobley played in the summer league, and I, I was like, Evan Mobley played like trash. Then he came in the season and he was hoop. So we'll have to see that way. Um. Charlotte took Jalen Duran, and at first I was hyped because I was like, Charlotte needed a big man. And then I saw they traded away to Detroit, and I was like, hmm? Why would they do that? And I was slandering them. Luckily, obviously, y'all know, they took another big later, so it works out. They, it, wor- it, all, it works out for them. However, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about this for Charlotte because it's like you already had the big, but you wanted to get another first round later. But now we're talking about Detroit anyway. For Detroit, this is amazing. This is amazing. I didn't I didn't have either one of these bigs like being able to fall to like fall deep enough for Detroit. We all had Detroit going for the 
the uh, DeAndre Ayton sweepstakes. And without taking DeAndre Ayton now, because they, they don't have to take DeAndre Ayton, they don't have to give him all that money and basically eliminating themselves from the DeAndre Ayton sweepstakes, they're right here. They're right here. They got their big of the future. They got their core. Detroit has their core, and Detroit's going to be sc- scary. Uh, Detroit and Houston both look really good, except for if I had to see, um, say who's high right now, I think Detroit still has the edge on them as the best young team right now, best young and up-and-coming rebuilding team. I think it has to go to Detroit. You have Cade. You have what's called Ivy from earlier, and now you have Jalen Duran. And right here, you got your, like I said, you got your point guard, you got your shooting guard, and then you got your big man of the future. You have an elite, elite paint and rim protector who's going to do everything right there. He's going he's gonna to play elite defense around the paint. If y'all get blown by, if y'all need help, he's there to help y'all. He's also an amazing lob threat, and that's all he needs to be right now. But, hey, play elite defense. We have a really good playmaker. They'll get you the ball with this pick and roll. Oh, it's going to be scary hours. It's, I can't wait for the summer league and just to see him and Ivy together. This is going to, this is, this is a rare A grade late in the lottery. Late in the lottery. We're going to give him an A as well. And then um, the last one, what's called Ochai. I can't, I always mess up his name. Uh, Okai, um, uh, ah. Abahi, there we go, Abahi. Man, I'm over here messing up. Uh, out of Kansas, I had him in the original draft. I had him going about 16. He jumped up two slots to 14. Uh, I think he fits Cleveland's. He fits Cleveland's needs. I'm gonna give this one a B as well. He fits Cleveland needs because he's a. He comes in and being a catch and shooter. Um, he he's not the best ISO scorer, which uh Cleveland Cleveland needs a secondary scorer to be able to dribble and ISO a little bit. So I had I had them taking you obviously I had them taking Blake Wesley. Blake Wesley ended up falling um super far in the draft, but I had them taking Blake Wesley because I was like they need somebody that can then play defense because DG is not the best defender as well as playmate. Sexton's basically gone, but even regardless, take that away. They got a catching shooter. We already know their team is gigantic. They got a big team. They need spacing, and he provides that spacing. He provides that spacing. He has a quick trigger, can shoot. Again, the only thing that I wish the Cleveland Cavaliers took was an ISO score that could play make. And, like, I'm not – we like, people are like, oh, we don't know that you know. This man didn't ISO in college. We, we we all know he didn't ice on call. He had he has the athleticism. For the most part, he was catching and shooting. He was he was catching. Ooh, he was slashing stuff like that, and it wasn't like shot creation on his own. He he wasn't creating the shot by himself. I can't knock him because if that's not what was needed, that's not what was needed. But he shows good relocation. Um, I still say he's going to be a good fit for Cleveland. I just wish they could have got a secondary ball handler. It's all good regardless. But that's our original um that's our that's gonna be our first take on the lottery of the of the 2022 draft. We're gonna have to come back, like I said, we're not gonna talk we're not gonna talk for a while until the summer league, but when we have Shamari and them on, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna come back and talk about their picks. We're gonna talk about 
what they think about the first round, but you're not going to see something from me personally by myself again until we get to that summer league. So people can get, we can figure out how everything's going to go. Obviously the trade obviously is going to happen. So we're going to see trades go like crazy. I mean, I was expecting bigger moves to happen during this uh, draft, but no big moves really, really happened in this draft, which was surprising. But anyways, thank you for tuning into the athletes podcast. Always, always, always remember to respect women. But most importantly, remember to respect yourself and we out.